Ravens and Chiefs have agreed on a massive trade sending tackle Orlando Brown to Kansas City. So I love what they've done. This is a complete, yep. this is a complete overhaul of an offensive line. I'm trying to win every single game. I'm trying to go 20-0, 19-0, whatever it is. Future is what Patrick Mahomes said, which is 20-0. Yeah, 20-0 made sense. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads of Ball podcast. Um, I'm Owen and it's been a little while since I've, uh, I've jumped on the Arrowheads of Ball podcast. Um, I think it was just before the Super Bowl uh, and then just took a bit of a hiatus. Um, I know you guys have, have, have jumped on one before to, to cover the offense, but um, yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back um, on the show. Yeah, good to have um, you back, yeah. <laughs> and of course, I'm joined by Neil. Uh, who's Hello. Ready. Yeah, and Tom. Hey, how you doing? So yeah, the three of us tonight. Um, Duncan couldn't make it, but uh, we're going to power on without him. Um, and there is some breaking news that just broke yesterday, um, yesterday evening, which is shaking up the AFC West quite considerably. Um, and that is, of course, Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos for a massive haul. Um, <laughs> two first-round picks, two second-round picks. A fifth-round pick, I think. Uh, yeah, Drew Locke, Noah Fant, and Shelby Harris all for Russell Wilson and a fourth rounder. Um, what do you guys make of the trade? Because it's a huge deal. Go on, Tomo. I think they had to do something. I think they've been, since Peyton left, I think they've been a very kind of middling to poor side. I feel they had to do something. They've been flirting with doing something like this for a while. And really, two first round picks, two second round picks, I guess... Picks are what they are, and then they've lost three players. I mean, Drew Lock wasn't going to be there, so that's neither here nor there. T- it's a lie, isn't it? But I mean, essentially, they've given up six players to get him. Essentially, um, I don't know. They feel like they're in win now mode. They haven't lost any of their kind of weapons on either side of the ball. I think they're just going to think that's it's just a bit of a win for them. They've got a good player. It it's a quarterback league, isn't it? Like, yeah. If you if you don't have the yeah. quarterback, you're screwed. So, do what you need to do to get him. That said, it's a lot to give up for a 34 year old on 35 million a year. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like Wilson is- hasn't exactly set the world alight the past season or two um, I'll put it to you this way they're still the third best team in the division for me mm. even with him on board um, yeah I can get behind that because I mean like, it, it, it's a weird one because he's it doesn't seem like the situation is that far off what he had in Seattle outside of no. a better defence the defence is better than, than, than what the Seahawks are offering the Seahawks defence was really questionable uh, last season Um but it's like a mediocre offensive line, a few weapons. They've obviously lost their tight end, who 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 had who, who had some success in Denver. So he's lost one of their weapons. Um, got some good receivers, uh, like a well, they had Pete Carroll. So they've, they've he's almost downgraded in coach because now they've got a first year coach coming in, and they're going into the AFC West. He's he's gone from the best division in football to the new best division in football now that he's joined it. <laughs> it seems like. Yeah, agreed completely. It's, it seems strange. It doesn't seem like a, a, I don't know, could pan out well for them, um, but they've gave, given up a lot of capital, and they're also you know coming up against two really young quarterbacks in the same division. So, in in Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and then Derek Carr's kind of you know 
an outlier to that. But um, yeah, imagine, still, still imagine, imagine if the Raiders were to get Deshaun Watson if he closes legal <laughs> issues. What would that division be like then? It would be like yeah, a bloodbath. bloodbath. Absolute Absolute bloodbath. bloodbath, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's weird. I watched, um, I watched a YouTube video a few weeks ago, totally nothing to do with it from Brett Coleman who does some really good breakdowns and he had oh a, yeah I love Brett he had a he had a video like why only 30% of first round quarterbacks succeed and he was generous in some of the quarterbacks that he put in there um and when you think about it like that and you think that the Broncos have got well they had a pick this year pick next year this is by all accounts I mean who knows right but Everyone by all account, no one's really that high on any of the quarterbacks this year. If you go back, compare it to the last few years, so uh, no one's really confident in this year. So that's one of the picks, and then you're looking at next year, and it's another year of like mediocrity for the Broncos. So I can see why they've made the trade because whatever Russ ends up being, I didn't think he was that great last year either. But he was injured, wasn't he? he had the finger thing, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, broke his mm-hmm. finger or something. So I mean, maybe that's been harsh, but. I think you know you're going to get a, a level of play with him, which you can't you can't really guess what you're going to get with a quarterback. You know, we didn't know what we were getting with Mahomes. Uh, you know, you hear all the things in the off season. He's thrown seven interceptions today in training camp, and then he comes out as the best player in the league. Like we didn't know, we had no idea what you're getting. But I guess for them, they feel like they've got a roster that is young and ready to compete and they can get away with two years of no draft picks. I think they've just decided that now's the time to go all in sort of thing. But I mean, it feels like they do though. It feels like they do have a, a roster that's ready to yeah. win outside. Like they were outside the quarterback last year. I mean, what were they six and 10 or, or um, seven and 10 with, with that defense and, and Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater starting. Uh, well, did Drew Locke even start a game last season? Was it just Teddy? That yeah, I think Locke started yeah. one or two, didn't he? Um, did he play against well, like, they had a, they had a decent record with, 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 the quarterback they had so mm. you know I, I feel like they are ready to win and I think with the whole like Mahomes thing I think it's it's from seeing the past three Super Bowl winners it seems like you've got to take risks right I mean yeah. the Chiefs traded up uh, 17 spots to grab Mahomes and, and look how that turned out the Rams mm. just blow their draft capital every year it's like fine we'll give them away we'll throw them away we, we just want high high-end free agents. We just want to build a super mm-hmm. team with, with no draft picks um, and they want a Super Bowl. The Buccaneers decided to kick the tyres on Tom Brady and, and he turned out to be, you know, it was a bit of a down year the previous year in, in New England, but then he went off and won a Super Bowl and was one of the best quarterbacks the year after that. So it's like mm-hmm. you take you take risks and, and that's how you win games. And if you're guaranteed to have a good player, which Russell Wilson is, why not, why I mean, not go have, for it and see what them. happens? I mean... Yeah, I mean the Rams. It's just crazy, isn't it, to trade for Matt Stafford as well? Like yeah. we're talking, we're yeah. talking about like not drafting people. They they traded for <laughs> traded for Matt Stafford to get into that situation. It's just a guy who like you know never had crazy. success in the playoffs, and now they're saying, okay, now of, go win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and he did it. Future Hall of Famer Matt Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, it's looking like it now. Yeah. yeah, you've got to say like it's. They've no doubt they've upgraded. Um, their quarterback position and you know you, you kind of felt last season um, they were a quarterback away from from being good well now they've got a quarterback so but I just I I'd put them on a par with the Chargers but I mm. I think the Chargers are probably slightly better um, 
and then the Raiders are well. See, the Raiders are going to have to do something now because oh yeah, yeah, you're stuck in a division with Wilson, Herbert, and Mahomes. Do you think Carr's going to lead you to win the division past the three yeah. of them? Hell no. It makes I, it makes the, the decision to yeah, it, but it makes it, to me it makes the decision to re-sign him a lot harder or to sign him to a big deal. It makes Absolutely. it a lot more difficult because you got to be honest with yourselves at some point and say, can Derek Carr be out Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert in no. his own division? And if <laughs> you look at that, that's only your own division. You've then got Josh Allen to worry about. You've then got Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow to worry about. Like yep. AFC is, the quarterback talent in the AFC right now is ridiculous. And I'll tell you another thing, the Colts have just traded Carson Wentz. So that means they're after a quarterback. They're mm-hmm. likely going to be taking a quarterback in the draft or or getting another free agent. So that's another one that's looking to upgrade a quarterback as well. So it's just it's just a bit crazy, really. I don't mm. know why Wilson wanted to come to the AFC West, if I'm totally honest. Yeah, the AFC would be questionable enough, let alone the West. It's like one of the toughest one of the toughest divisions mm. for quarterback talent. Like the, if, if, if Carr's called? your floor then it's... I mean, because Carr's serviceable. It's not like he's, you know, Carson no. Wentz, or it's not like he's... I mean, he's got playoffs. <laughs> it's not like he's Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. Who just got traded to the Washington, whatever they are now, for... Commanders, yes, for a yeah, pair of third says it, all, says it all about Washington, really, doesn't it? It's not... It uh, does, doesn't it? And the way they Mind run you, their I, franchise. I saw the list... I wonder if I can still find it. There was a list of what Carson Wentz has traded... Or, um, what people have traded for Carson Wentz and, and I was reading it and I kept on reading it and I kept on reading it and there's a list about half a mile long of draft picks that people have given up for Carson Wentz you go what what, what has he everyone must just seen be, him he must just be a knobhead like he genuinely must just be a knob because like it seems like everybody keeps telling him this is what you need to do to improve and then he just obviously just doesn't listen because he still yeah. just well, it seems either like... that either that or he seems like one of those guys that is really really good in the interview and it just comes across as the most genuine hard-working guy in the interview and then as soon as he gets the job it's like oh my work's done yeah <laughs> yeah checks out i'll tell you one thing i'll tell you one thing this russell wilson trade means as a little side note as a uk fan is that we're going to have a few more 3 a.m. Uh, bloody 1 a.m. games to yeah, contend with because sure. Wilson sure. Mahomes is a prime time game both times. Um, Mahomes uh, Herbert are going to be prime time games both times, and you just—it's <laughs> just if that's at least four games there, and you're telling me the Bills. If we have the Bills, I don't know what the schedule is. If we have the Bills, that's a prime time oh, game, a hundred percent. If you've got. The Ravens have been a primetime game in the last two years, I believe, in a row. Um, yeah. You're going to be living it's in primetime. Probably, probably not a year worth getting a game pass, to be honest. It's so yeah. difficult having one of the best quarterbacks in the league because it means you have to stay yeah, up yeah. late every year. <laughs> I know, it's all over the place, isn't it? <laughs> I have a little sticky note in work which has the world's smallest violin drawn on it <laughs> and I kind of feel I should be pointing to this right now. Yeah, <laughs> so anytime yeah. anyone's Anytime anyone's winting at me in work or giving me a sub story, I'll just point to the world's smallest violin and go, just just take note there, okay? I'm, I don't, <laughs> That's don't a great shit about what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like I should kind of point to that metaphorically here in that, yeah, the, it's a terrible thing that we've got the best quarterback in the league, yeah, Crimea River. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the the um, the upgrading of the Broncos to smoothly move on to um, what we were talking about last week means the Chiefs' defense is going to have to be um, upgraded. <laughs> I think that's sure. a charitable way of saying yeah. <laughs> uh, saying it. Been so degraded so far. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean. It's probably the easiest place to start is the linebackers, yeah, because they're not going anywhere. Yeah, tick. Tick that box. Tick that box. You probably need to draft one or get a serviceable backup, um, preferably someone who can cover. Um, mm. But it, it's... I'm, I'd be leaning towards a veteran backup. Bobby Wagner released? Yeah, that's, Bob? see, that came out yesterday as well, so, yeah. I don't know, it's tempting. It's going to be too much money. Yeah, but, you know, if, if no one else snatches it up and, he, and he's looking for someone to end his career and, you know, it's a good chance of, of getting a ring, if not making the playoffs, if not, you know, so, and in a different conference, so I think you might be playing him next year. On Bobby Wagner. I think we might be playing Bobby Wagner next year in the division. Really? I think we'll go to the Broncos. I think he'll go with Russ. Well, I think he'll go with Russ. Yeah, I mean they were drafted together. I think he'll go with Russ, but I, I don't know. I think that, if I'm totally honest, I think that's so low on the priority list of things yeah. that I sort yeah. out. I honestly don't care. That we've tried to get coverage linebackers. We tried Darren Lee. Oh, there's another one which is going to escape my mind. Damian uh, Wilson. Damian potentially Wilson, yeah. Dorian O'Daniel. It, that, it just hasn't worked oh. for us. Um, at the end of the day, you got. I'd be more than happy to just roll with Willie Gay and Nick Bolton on the field pretty much every down at this point. You've got to get some depth though, because uh, yeah, oh, 100%, hundred percent. You got to get the depth. Different schemes and formations and stuff. I can't be dealing with. I can't be dealing with Neiman and Sorensen oh, pissing God. about in there. <laughs> is this the end for Sorensen? On another note, surely this is. He's not coming back yes. this year. Um, so. it really I think it would be like hard a... to stomach it would be hard to stomach for Chiefs fans I think as much as he's been a lot of fun mm. watching him fly about and you know get get his annual pick six or, mm-hmm. or game ceiling interception that he seems to do um, and obviously the, the 2019 playoff play against uh, the Texans where he stopped that fourth down that fake punt um, yeah it's I think I think, the, I think yeah, it's the end of the road for Sorensen I do mm. Feels like a year that they desperately like. They desperately need to blow this. Out. Like, it, we're going to know more in like a week's time. But if Tyron has gone, I think we all suspect that he could come back. But mm-hmm. if he does end up going elsewhere, and Javaris Ward isn't coming back, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if that's a debate. But I feel like this is a year you've got to blow it up. I feel like you've got to blow the whole yeah. thing up on Cut the defensive the dead, side the of the Yeah. Frank Clark looking at you, mate. <laughs> well, there is there's rumours Tyreek Tyreek's extension's done, and then it'll be he'll create cap room doing the Tyreek extension, and then Frank Clark will get cut shortly after. Like cap, cap space isn't um, like it, it. It's easy for us to create quite a lot of cap space mm. um, because of the way they've structured the contracts in recent years with the roster bonuses rather than mm-hmm. signing bonuses. Like you could get. 20 odd million from Mahomes uh, Tooney you could create his salary into um, into a bonus and that's, that's another 10 or so mm. like Tyreek you could soon get another 10 or 15 off the cap 
Like he's due twenty million at the moment this season. I'd like to see them do it though, because we've got a week until free agency, and they need they need to be active in free agency on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, but, they, and they on the do, offensive who, side of the ball. I, I suppose that brings us to, like, who do you want to see? I mean, who is out there, who improves what we've got? Well, what have I, we what, got, ar- what areas do you get? I mean, this is where, like, do you go cornerback and try and cover for long enough to let the edge rushers get there or do you go edge and try and get to the quarterback before the corners have to you know cover for five seconds and struggle we need yeah Yeah. we we need corner and edge really (laughs) it's uh they're the two not not to be greedy but yeah i feel like we need need both of them Mm. um i mean emmanuel Emmanuel screams out at me um coming back to kansas city i I wouldn't be opposed to that and he's going to be he's going to be cheaper than you know like a chandler jones or or even like a von miller so I don't know. Emmanuel Ogbers uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad. I don't think. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Um, like we had this conversation the other day in the WhatsApp group. Like ten mil a year. Yeah, mm. I, I would be okay with Ogba for that kind of money. More than that, if you start pushing towards fifteen, I'm not sure he's a fifteen million a year player for me. No, um, no, no. That's why I, I don't want to. I don't want to see a splash out too much on. I feel like there's there's a bigger need, especially at wide receiver, where we need to we need to put our money on on a guaranteed guy. Um, edge is important, See, I, but I don't think it's important to wide receiver. That's interesting. I'd be the other way around. Like we we had this conversation last week. Wide receiver twos, fifty targets, six hundred yards, half a dozen touchdowns. Like there's a few veteran free agents you could get to do that, but edge rush like. Our Edgerush was shite last year. We need something. Mm. Are we assuming that Melvin Ingram's coming back? I'd say. Are we we taking that into account? I, I would be happy with him coming back. Yeah. Because I mean, I think he will. I think it's essential he comes back. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Because I I think the team really rallied behind him. uh, I think he's cheap. I think he's cheap, and he's shown a high level of play, and I feel like with the amount of needs, you just need to tick a box and go. That's sorted. That's done. Next yeah. problem. Next problem. Next problem. Yeah, time. Malvin Ingram, you can just pencil him in. He's going to be there. He's good. We know what we're getting. And now you got to go and fix all the other problems that we've got. That's what I'd look at. But Ingram alone doesn't solve the pass rush issue. No, no. We definitely need someone else in there. But then I think yeah. I, my my leaning is is sort of the wide receiver position out. Get a guy that, that that's a bit cheaper at the edge, and then just spend all of your draft capital on defense, and just completely on... redo the defense for the future. Like have a completely young, fresh defense, with you know the exception of like the linebackers we've already got: Chris Jones, Tyrion Matthew, hopefully um, a few other guys. You know, Richard Fenton floating about, and like you know, get a couple of corners, keep a couple of those. Uh, Legereus need obviously, and the rest well, of it, I'm could... not too bothered. Corners is Sneed, Fenton. Ward's likely gone. We reckon. Yeah. Um. Like we we don't have it. Baker's probably huge still huge amount control. else. I think the Andre Baker's still there, but uh, he is. It, yeah. What concerns me is it feels like we've got to this point a few times where it feels okay. There is a desperate need for a cornerback now, and then they don't do anything. <laughs> I, uh, how many it, times have we banged the drum for drafting a bloody cornerback in the first round? It feels 
desperate, desperate. It what what is scary that is if you didn't hit on Sneed, is you'd have nothing like actually yeah. nothing right now. Yeah. And I mean they they did, and that's good scouting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but it feels like it feels like this is this is a year where they've got to they've got to blow the whole thing up, and that's why I feel like Tyron could go because you've you've got to change it all. You've got like I don't. I don't even know where you start. It's you've got. I feel if they're trading their first round pick away, that's got to be for a defensive player. That's the way I, I think it's going to be. Would you be happy to trade the first away for a defensive player? No, no. I mean, it always depends on who it is. Yeah, really. it depends on who it is. But yeah. it's. I, I, I mean, is there this... is there anyone you would like to trade the first for? The only way I'd look at it right is if you're. Probably Minka Fitzpatrick or someone, someone along those lines. But if you're going to trade, if you're going to trade your first round pick away for say an edge rusher, I'd rather you just go and get like one of the elite pass rushers that's in in free agency, like Von Miller, Chandler Jones. I mean, someone like that. I don't know. I was reading today. Von Miller is saying he's going to yeah. try everything he can do to go back to the Rams. Yes, and it's... only if he can't make it work with them will he go to the Broncos. Look at what else is out most there? Most likely, I'd, I'd try yeah. and get Chandler Jones. If 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 you were gonna, if you're going to pay a first round pick and then pay a guy, you might as well go and get Chandler Chandler Jones. Like with his kind of output the last few years, that's what I'd try and do. But I mean, I don't know if he's a scheme fit, etc., etc. But I don't. Yeah, that's the way I'd look at I'm, it. I'm just looking at the list of free agent edge rushers here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not exactly filling me with any great. Pierre Paul. Is he a free uh, agent? He is. He was good against us yeah. in the Super Bowl, mind you. You were a year removed from that, right? So yeah, he's, he's got to be knocking on. On thirty-four. Yeah. Um, Sam Reddick, but I think he was injured a bit yeah. last season. Well, this is a question. It's hard to get. It's hard to get an edge rusher, and the way the Super Bowls have been going the last few years is like pass rush has been absolutely key. To the last three Super Bowls, pass rush has been. This is why I'd be drafting. I'd be drafting. Yeah. D D line edge, like interior exterior. Take your pick. D line, it'd be like my first two or three picks. Mm. I tell Um, a lie. Hassan Reddick wasn't injured. He actually played like sixteen games. Um, Did he do much in them? Eleven sacks. He he was always Brad's favorite. Yeah, Eleven sacks, two favorite. forced fumbles, sixty-eight tackles. Yeah. yeah, not bad. I'm not opposed to that. That's that's, that's a, a decent season, in Carolina. Um, and he's not exactly the most, like you know, blue chip, high end guy. The way you, the way you see it, they need they need they need to put bodies in positions quite badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's 27 as well. He's he's not particularly old either. Yeah. considering that Melvin Ingram's bit... 32. Sorry. He's a bit light for um, for Spags schemes. Like he only weighs two thirty seven, and Spags defensive ends are like two sixty plus. That would be the only concern right, yeah. I would have there. He's not so light. Um, yeah, that, that would be more kind of free force formation. It's more that it seems more like the Melvin Ingram role. Mm. Yeah, and Ingram's what two sixty something. Um, I'm just got over the cap on yeah, here. Two sixty-five for Ingram. Yeah, I like I like the idea of Reddick, but I just don't think he's a a fit. Mm. Like age-wise and 
probably money wise he, he would be quite nice but how are yeah we that's what scheme fit would be great I kind of talked over the question in terms of is there anyone you would trade your first round pick for is there because the way I look at it is if you're training your first round pick you probably train it for an established kind of player who's going to be in that high contract range for me personally and maybe it's because I want to enjoy draft night and have the excitement. I'd like us to keep our first round pick and draft an exciting player. But obviously mm-hmm. you're drafting right at the end of the first round again, so I understand Unless you the, trade up. I understand the calls, but yeah. I I would be I'd be keeping my pick and cause at some point like the con the big contracts have to catch up That's what you I can. think, yeah. You can't keep kicking that can down the road and kicking it and kicking it like yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like we talked about running backs last year. You want some youth. You want people without tread on the tires, who aren't kind of that bit worn down. Ingram, to me, was the exception to the rule. Um, I want someone with a bit of juice and, mm. um, you know, some life to them. Not Frank Clark. Yeah. Um, like you, you've got to draft there at some stage. You've got, I'm not even you've got to draft that. early your premium mm. positions. I'm not necessarily saying just for an edge rusher. Is there anyone you trade that first round pick for? Period. Because there's been talks about DK Metcalf. There's been talks about a few guys that you could potentially trade it for. I think it depends how the the wide receiver free agency market goes. Because you know, with um, what's his name, Chris Goldwyn got tagged mm-hmm. Devontae Adams got tagged um who else got tagged uh, uh we talked about just four nil um the other wide receiver just got tagged as well yes um, that that other wide receiver who got oh, tagged, yes. who was it I can't remember who it was and it hadn't even updated on um on over the cap yet I completely forgot who it is anyway another uh, another wide no. receiver has been been tagged um, oh, oh Mike, Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike no, Williams he got signed. He didn't get tagged. He got signed to a four-year deal. So, Dun- you know... Duncan's going to be very disappointed because he was big on Mike Williams. <laughs> yeah, big-bodied receiver. It's kind of what we need. Yes. Um, but yeah, with those three guys gone, it doesn't really mean... We weren't really in the market for those three guys, I don't think, because it's a bit too, too pricey for us. But it just means that the other teams that are looking for wide receivers are going to start going after the guys that we could have potentially got for, gone for, mm-hmm. like Juju and, and, and et cetera. So I mean, if, if they start getting snapped up and, and the wide receiver free agency market starts like you know drying up a bit, I, I wouldn't be opposed to trading trading our first for, for a for a big name guy. Um, it just depends how that free agency market goes first. I prefer free agency because it is deep enough this year. I think the wide receiver market. You end up with Sammy Watkins back again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It genuinely could happen as well. For for his eight or nine games that he's healthy for, yeah. Offense, offense looked a lot better with him. Yeah, I'm Juju. I'm, I'm all over Juju here. He, yeah. It just makes too much sense. Fresh start, 26 years old. He wanted to come yep. last year, but decided <laughs> yep. to stay there. Andy yep. Reid likes him. Yeah, Bring him in. Everything about that. Just sort yes. that so we can focus on the mess that is this defense. Yeah, yeah and, and that's it. that's the point. I think we need to get wide receiver out the way and then put mm-hmm. all of our efforts into the defense because that was a, a, a big letdown for us. Obviously, the offense had its... Had its moments, but the defense was just like, yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't great this season. Um, I, I would still take late round flyers in the draft on like a running back and a, a wide receiver. Just running back, hundred percent. Yeah, just why not? to kind of again get some fresh young legs out there in a yeah. bit of competition. 
Um, yeah, but I think majority of our effort after we sort this wide receiver position out, because, you know, offensive line done, tight end done, quarterback done, wide receiver one done, running back, you know, we can make do with, with, with the running back by committee system we've got at the moment. Bring another guy in to, to maybe like mix things up a bit, shake things up a bit. But after we sort out wide receiver two, just go all on the defense. Just yeah, that, that's what I'm. That's what I'm here for. Because I think we, like you said, Tom, we are due for like an overhaul of this mm. defense, just to see what fresh legs we can bring in. Feels like the cycles come to a to a natural end with contracts ending. You can get out of Hitchens, you can get out of Sorensen, you can get out of Clark. Players that have almost been, uh, you don't want to say a liability but that's almost what they've been like Frank Clark on that contract's a liability for the output Sorensen has been not lived up straight money yeah yeah Hitchens Hitchens, I agree I feel like the last couple of years has been better but even then for that contract is it was wildly too much I just feel like there was a lot of players there that were liabilities which is a sad word to use but it's true and you can get out of it this year. This is a year you can get out of these situations. And I think we all said when you see the Chiefs re-signing Mahomes to a massive contract, you're looking at re-signing Tyreek Hill, all these star players that we've got. Eventually, the word a couple of years ago was you're going to have to hit on your draft picks. So at some point, we need mm-hmm. to start taking some draft picks, you know, instead of trading them. But that's what you're going to have to do. Yeah, but then if you look at it... Hit on these... If you- if you look at it, Orlando Brown and Frank Clark compared to Clyde Edwards were there. Obviously, Frank Clark ha- had his season when he needed to in, mm. in the 2019 playoff run. And then, so, you know, ticking that box because he, he won us a Super Bowl, not won us a Super Bowl, but he was a big part in that Super Bowl push. Too, yeah. yeah. Orlando Brown, who we've now tagged and we've got for another year, and he's proven to be a solid left tackle. And then Clyde Edwards there, who, you know, is, is kind of now part of this running back by committee team that hasn't really stand out, yeah, hasn't really stood yeah. out. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying about Clyde Edwards Lair, but I wouldn't have selected Clyde Edwards Lair there. Where you could, yeah, you've but also got what I'm saying is Michael the person who's Andre Swift. Like, there's the a person who is going to be the person who is going to be making the pick this year, just as he has been doing the past few years. It, it, it means it's his choice, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah. he's the one that's going to be picking. So yeah, you got to trust his ability and and all of our all of our talent or a lot of our talent that we've got through the draft in recent years has been late round talent. Yes. Outside of um, outside of Creed Humphrey and and Nick Bolton, who were both second rounders, there's like all the Trey Smith as well. And, yeah, yeah. It's, what, it all seems um, to be later. What annoys me? Sneed what annoys round. me about what annoys me about that Clyde Edwards Lair pick, and we can well we can leave it there. Is just the, the a lot of the problems we have now should have been foreseen. I feel like we took a luxury pick there on Clyde Edwards Lair, where you could have. I think we thought we're good. We can take like a a luxury player almost. Yeah, I think if you look down the list, and I, I don't want to go, uh, Duncan will kill me if I start saying, "Oh, you should have taken Jonathan Taylor." So I'm not going to do that. But you can look, you can look down the list though, and find players in positions of need, not far after Clyde Edwards-Lair that now would have been very, very beneficial to have. Trayvon Diggs, <clears throat> but even people like yeah. I don't, uh, nah, we we shouldn't go into this and go go through players. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, instead of taking a running back, which you can find almost anywhere, what you yeah. should be doing is going, okay, what is the position we're going to need in a year's time, so that the rookie can bed in and then go into the second year when we need them, i.e. an edge player, i.e. a cornerback or a safety, 
and be in that position ready to go. Whereas now, I think we, they did that with Bolton call. last year, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. It looked like Bolton was it. Hitchens' replacement. And as as and much as I wasn't well. a wild big fan of the the pick at the time, it has worked out well. I'm, I'm happy to say I was completely wrong on that one. And yeah, he mm. was a good pick. I still would have liked a wide receiver there, but hey ho. Well, it's like taking uh, it's like taking a centre in the second round. It's not sexy and exciting on draft night where you've just had three months of hype and yeah. listening to mock drafts and all the exciting players you can get. No one wants to take but, a centre, but look how good he is, you know. He was the best centre in the league. Oh, yeah, so. exactly. So yeah. you, you don't do. mind taking that centre. No. On draft night you did, though, a little bit. Yeah, you did, yeah. A little bit, yeah. I think my friends. I stayed up for this. Like, I stayed really. up for a centre. Yes, <laughs> yes, a centre and an inside line. I, I was I so disappointed. <laughs> I was seriously post midnight, that. and you've taken a centre and an interior linebacker. Oh. But then during during Creed Humphrey's Hall of Fame night, you can say I was awake when he got drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> very true. At three o'clock That's in the morning, mid, or whatever mid, it was. Not over exaggerated after one good season. <laughs> No, uh, he's in the Hall of Fame already. For me. He's a slam dunk. I tell you what, though, at least on day two, at least on day two, you had those two picks relatively early. Whereas yes. this year on day two, you're staying up till three o'clock, and it's not even like the the sexy players going early. It's just like, yeah, kind of know who some of these people are, kind of don't. Just waiting like three hours to get to the thirtieth pick of the second round. At, at least, like, you've got time between now and the draft to have a look at kind of players. I've been kind of mooching through yeah, mock drafts. I do a couple now, of mock yeah. drafts a week just to, to get an idea of who's out there yeah, and where they're likely to go. So you can, you'll kind of have a rough idea of kind of in the early 60s, these are the guys who are going to be available. Yeah. And then free agency will tell you what direction they want to head to in the draft because Veach has a pretty good habit of trying to shore up as many of the needs as possible in free agency so that when it comes to the draft he's not cornered into I have to pick such and such a position because you've already picked up a veteran in free agency who Mm. may not be ideal but it'll do for a season yeah Um, and I think history's also shown that he's a sort of GM and this is sort of like front office where if there's a hole and there's a need they will attack it like they will they they won't just sit back and be like you know what we'll be all right that we'll we'll be okay we'll survive they it's like with the offensive line last year it was like this needs sorting out and they brought in five five guys or however many they brought out brought out and and brought in and and look at it now look at the offensive line now Mm -hmm. so i feel like they know where the issues are and they're i think they're they're a good front office at identifying issues and finding ways to solve them no matter how you know it's not like they're they're not passive that they're very aggressive and a very um forward-thinking front office, I think, which is always quite uh, quite good to know going into free agency and going into the off-season because we, we need it this year. I, I hope they take the same approach to the defensive line this year as they did to the offensive line last year. They yeah. just say, fuck it, fuck it, let's like do a job and do it properly and do it so that we don't have to worry about it for the next three or four years. Mm-hmm. And let's just sort this... Because... You know, they say it's the game's won in the trenches. Yeah, if you haven't got a pass rush, like come January time, well, you you're goosed. Like so, yeah. You know, get the players in, get them bedded in through the season, make it to the playoffs, and then if you have got a couple of rookies on there, hey, they'll get up to speed, and um, hopefully they'll be good to go by then. I think 
something that we mentioned is the the Chiefs defense has just felt slow for a long time, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, it's almost scaring me doing this because I know what the Chiefs are like, and we'll probably go into the season with the same quarterbacks we've got now. <laughs> They'll probably get some like sick round pick and some like garbage free agent or something, but. I'd just like to see some speed there. Like I know it's going to go totally against the Spags mod, but I don't like these power ends, these big power ends. I'd rather have fast, speedy guys on the edge. That's just me personally. Um, but I, I think we just need to get more speed everywhere. It's just felt too mm. slow for a long time. Um, I think you've got to get a safety, got to get a corner, and, and got to get two edges. It's, yep. I don't know where you no, address those. Like I posed the question to you before the podcast, where if you if you said those are the needs, which ones are you addressing in free agency, and which ones do you think you can get away with drafting? Uh, I think as far as starters go, because you said before if you were addressing what was it two, two through free agency and two through mm-hmm. the draft, wide receiver I'm going free agency. Yeah, I'd agree. Cornerback, I'm probably. Go in free agency and then pass rush and safety. I'm drafting because there's some good safeties that are going to be there at the end of the first, and there's a few decent pass rushers mm. as well. So you can probably you could probably go safety first, pass rush second. More mm. likely than you could go pass rush first and safety second because I think the safeties are probably gone. You got Brisker, Sign, and Petrie. Are kind of your three safeties who are likely to be there when we're picking. I've heard Daxton but Hill's path. name a lot the last week. And I would imagine he probably goes before we pick. Mm, we'll see. But then if, um, if Tyrion, on, on the situation where Tyrion does come back and, 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 and that situation is, is fine and he's here in 2022, with him and Thornhill, like I'd be tempted to go to double dip in the, in, in the defensive line in the draft oh, and, and, and go yeah, yeah. and go interior defensive line edge or two edges yeah. even yeah. because I mean those two guys on the field together they play well especially with these speedy linebackers running about mm-hmm. you can kind of like you know you can have these Nick Bolton and, and Willie Gay flying about and then it gives kind of the Terry Matthews the freedom to do what he normally does and then Thornhill is, is solid when, 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 he, when he's up and he's up a lot of the time and as long as he stays healthy he's alright so if you, if you talk about early drafts, like, like days one and two, I'd be tempted to go, like yeah, like I said, double dip on the defensive line. Uh, Win- Perry and Winfrey or DeMarvin Leal. DeMarvin Leal's kind of like Chris Jones Jr. almost. You know, he's got got that spring about him. Um, mm-hmm. Either of those two for the interior. I, I would probably aim for that in the first round. If I, if I was really forced, you bring Honey Badger back on a, mm. a relatively okay contract... And then interior defensive line first round, edge rusher second. I feel like we have to have this conversation, but with with next week and the week after, you'll probably know a lot more, but it does make a lot of sense in terms of ticking off these boxes. You bring Ingram back, you bring Tyron Matthew back, all of a sudden it does open your draft right up because yeah. you, you're likely going to get a wide receiver and then all of a sudden... Veach can do what he wants in the draft. He can go and draft and, and that's the way what he, he does. wants that's to what I'm do. Saying, like... It just makes a lot of sense to try and get Tyron back in the building because he knows the system as well. That that's like I said, that's Veach's mm-hmm. modus operandi. Like he he tries to cover as many bases as he can in free agency. So 
he doesn't he's not forced into a certain route in the draft I can very much see that happening you know yeah me too I mean it's what he's done it's, it's what he's known for so why yeah. not do it again and, thing... and you know it's it's worked four, four consecutive conference championship games two Super Bowls yeah. one win so yeah. why not keep going what, if it ain't broke don't fix it sort of thing I think that's that he's going to have to try right but this whole thing goes totally out the window for me if Tyron Matthew signs elsewhere because then your secondary yeah. is in a shambolic is in an yeah, absolutely shambolic deleted. state not only ability level wise but organisationally as well um, then then you're looking at trading for a veteran you've got safety. to do something at that point yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't trust if, if Tyrion goes. I wouldn't trust drafting a safety and being like, "Yeah, I'm happy with that," because then yeah. you've got a big need at corner, a big need at edge rusher, a big mm. need at safety, and it's like that's too many holes to fill. Yeah. You're not going to hit on three three players in the draft in three different positions. It's just not going to happen. Mm. No, you wouldn't want to rely on it. You got to fill at least one of those holes with 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 a, with a veteran talent. And I think the the order would be edge, safety, then corner. I'm less worried about corner just because I think edge and safety are more important positions on the football field. Really? So why do corners get paid 20 million a year and safeties 10 to 15? I've always, I've always, maybe it's like personal, personal for me. I just always seen safeties as like the, the generals of the field, like not only for like, you know, the, um, like what they do on the field, but like the energy they bring, like the Tyrion Matthews of the league and stuff, and like the the versatility of safeties being able to come up and down the field and like sit back and 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 then come into the box. Like I don't know, maybe maybe yeah. maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's not. But yeah, it's just, no, it's how, always how I've that. always how I've valued it anyway. Rather than like monetary value, always how I've valued the positions on the field. It just seems like safety's always been the. I don't know. It seems like the the, the driving force and like the um, and then obviously edge is saying, yeah. edge and getting yeah. to the getting to the quarterback is more important than ever. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, that's that'll be my that'll be my approach to it. And I, I you know, I just I just don't think you're gonna land on three guys in the draft. So cover up one of those holes and then hope you can get two solid guys in the draft. But then hoping Tyrion comes back, it makes that job a lot easier. So. I feel like it's mutually beneficial for Matthew and and Kansas City for him to come back because I don't know what he'd do elsewhere. Like he's that guy on our team. Get paid a lot of money. True, true. I could really see him going to the Saints. I think just that home hometown. Yeah. Thing. I think they take flirted. back the number six jersey. I think they flirted with him for a long time. I think he's flirted a little bit with them for a long time. Just Chiefs fandom aside, I, that would be I could just amazing see, to see. I could just see that happening. Um, if I take my Chiefs hat off, it would yeah. be it would be really good fun to see Tyrion Matthew back in Louisiana. I tell you, just be, one um, one side note as well with with Tyrion Matthews. He, we don't know which way this is going to go, but I remember when we we signed him in free agency. I went to Cornwall um, over that over that week, and I went there listening to podcasts in the car. The long drive down there, I was listening to podcasts, and they talked about how the Chiefs were pretty it was a lot of like quite heavy rumors they were going to go for earl thomas and then on the drive home it literally came up on my phone while i was on the motorway that we the tyra matthew signed with the chiefs and uh i think it's safe to say we got that one right. <laughs> got that one right <laughs> uh, whichever way this goes 
he's been wicked for the Chiefs and he he has been one of my favourite favourite Chiefs of the last few years. He's been absolutely awesome. I just I hope it hasn't ended at this point, but I don't know. I I never know how to take Tyron Matthews tweets, but it doesn't look good. But then that could be totally yeah, You can never read yeah, into you, those you sort of tweets. No so he's a sort of guy, he's a sort of character on Twitter where it's just like he loves. I think he. I think more than anything, he likes playing mind games with the fans. Oh, 100%, he likes just getting oh, in the head a bit yeah. because they get they got in his head enough during the season. So now it's almost like his turn. He, you know, like ruffles and feathers and yeah. cause a bit of mayhem. But, he's like a you prime know, candidate. Him, he's a prime candidate to just delete all chief stuff off his profile. <laughs> you know, like, there we go. Just, yeah. just takes chiefs. It takes all his chiefs. You know, like Murray's done on his Instagram. But yeah, Tyron yeah, yeah. Matthew could take all of his oh, chiefs he's, stuff. He's put hundred percent. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has, hasn't he? Yeah, of course, yes. That was a weird one, wasn't it? Colin Murray, I mean, yeah, just to get a bit sidetracked, weird one. Just, just on a completely sidetracked note, PSG just lost to Real Madrid 3 1. I saw, <laughs> yeah, I came up at half time and it was 1 0. Apparently, Benzema scored. Oh, no, 2 0 when I could go. Ben- Benzema scored a hat trick. 17 minutes hat trick he Whoa. scored. <laughs> I, need to watch, I need to watch that back after this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's unreal. Wow. Talk about your Galacticos, LA Rams, um, Paris Saint Germain kind of team. You, you get Messi, you got Neymar, you got Mbappe, and you're still shit. But I really hope, I really hope Pochettino doesn't come to Man United as we digress completely here. But God, I really don't want him at United. I mean, he was talking about Spurs today. He talked about how much he loved his time at Spurs. So I don't want him back either. I'm you happy, can, I'm you happy, can have him back if you want. I'm happy with Conte now, and I'll keep Conte. Thanks. I'll stay out of this. We're so, we're seventeenth in the championship, so you guys talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we digress. We digress. It's still better than being a Spurs. In fact, we're eighteenth in the championship. Tell a lie. We're eighteenth. Keeps getting better. Oh, oh, oh! For the fourth year in a row. Ouch! <laughs> and on that cheerful note, should we call that a night? Do we have anything yeah. else to I mean, uh, to talk about? Just about covers the defense, I think. Oh, Spags, yeah, back so. or not back? Back. What this year? Yeah. Oh, he's coming back. I don't. He's I don't. Back, yeah. I didn't realise it was a no, question. Was there was, was there not like words about him like leaving? Or I completely oh, no. imagine that. No, I don't know where you've got that from. I haven't I seen anything. No. no. Okay, completely. No. Ignore me. Spags is back. Because <laughs> I, I mean, if it was a if it was a question, I'd I'd want him back. Um, I think I said that after the uh, championship loss. I think it was after the championship loss. People would, you know, when people go into hyperdrive mode, where it's like, oh my god, blow everything up, fire Andrew Reid, fire Spags, let's start all over from the beginning. Um, yeah, I think it was caught up in that. People were just like talking about Spags and, and his future. Um, but yeah, no, I was always pro Spags, so cool. Glad he's staying. Yeah, I'm with that. Right then, should we call yeah. it a night then? Yeah, roll on free yeah. agency next week. What day does that start? This this time next. Yeah, this time next week. Yeah, sixteenth. How early do the deals usually happen? Are people? Do you think people couple are like days. To, like a couple of days? You start to get rumours, don't the, you? Because people start. I think the bargaining thing is the twelfth, maybe. Is it ah. the the legal tampering period? See, yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. what I was after because I didn't know if that started next week or if, as in free agency officially starts where you can sign the players and this time next week, right? So they, like Owen said, they can start talking because that's when the rumors start to come out. We're in for some really good content over the next week. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's the fourteenth okay. at noon Eastern. Is when they can they're permitted to start negotiating Monday. with other teams. So that is Monday yeah. at five yes, o'clock yes, in the evening, yes, yes, yes. and then it's one p.m. Eastern time, so six o'clock on the sixteenth. 
is when Wednesday. free agency officially begins. So it, it's official, then you can start signing. Yeah, I mean, the, there'll be deals done at like five past five on the Monday and you're kind of going, geez, you, you got through that paperwork very quickly there, lads. Mm. Um, considering you haven't been allowed to talk until five minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, there'll be stuff like that and you kind of go, well, geez, geez, you did very impressive work there. Yeah, it didn't take you long, um, yeah. Very quick talkers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, very quick. Yeah. What, what do you want? 50 mil a year? Yeah, grand, there you go. Oh, there oh. you go, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, we didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers. 200 million, 150 mil guaranteed. Wow. Yeah, highest paid player in NFL history. Wow. Then they drafted a first round quarterback two years ago. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> Makes you wonder, That's doesn't That's so it? stupid, isn't it? That just looks worse yeah. and worse and worse. Oh my yeah. God. And they're, st- they're in cap hell already. Do you know what? So you give, you give them 200 mil. That's just staggering. Do you know what? Yeah. That Jordan Love pick isn't even the worst pick of that draft class. Rooks is in jail. Jeff <laughs> Jeff Gladney is fucking awful, and there's there's a few others as well. It genuinely, it's not even like one of the top three. I was looking at it. I was looking at it earlier. It's so funny. Um, they could trade him and actually get some value back. Yeah, true. But, true. I mean, absolutely bonkers. And then. Another part of the league, Chris Ballard's on like his fourth quarterback in four years. <laughs> yeah, league's crazy. I guess that's the one thing, and and like just just going full circle back to the start of the podcast with Russell Wilson. It's it, it, like you said, Neil. It's a quarterback league, and I'm just so glad we've got ours. And he's just like yeah. a normal bloke. Like he doesn't cause any <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. thank fuck for that. Then again, that. he just he, he just a... gets it from the fan base. Yeah, like yeah. At least you're not the Colts wondering who the hell the quarterback's going to be next year. Because yeah, I mean, we're looking at cornerbacks. There are much worse yeah. things to yeah. worry yeah. about There's than number two wide receiver yeah. and corner, hundred yeah. percent, and yes. corner depth. There's a lot more we yes. can be worrying about. So, Definitely. but I mean, you can't really blame Green Bay if they're like you know two time MVP, back to back MVP. Like, you keep him, right? You don't get rid of him. No. Anyway, that's just... I, I blame them for the Jordan Love pick, which I find absolutely hilarious. Oh, of course. When he was yeah, screaming for a wide receiver to, <laughs> to select to select a quarterback. This is one of the funniest things. I hope we have a moment like that in this, this year's draft. I absolutely live for stuff like that. What if it's uh, the Packers uh, again? Uh, what what the hell kind of moment? What are you doing? <laughs> the Packers draft another quarterback. I just well. waited for you the Raiders. To, oh, that'd be just, so funny if they just did. the Raiders <laughs> to to raid their pick as well would be. Oh. But you can guarantee they'll take like a third round player in the first round. So yeah, yeah, um, book it. Raiders gonna raid it. Like doesn't matter who's in charge there. Still fun though. Yeah, it's absolutely. fun for us. Yes. <laughs> right, should we, uh, should we call it a night at 50 minutes and 45 seconds? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, well, should, oh, since I'm talking, I may as well do yeah, the end of it then. Yeah, th- thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Tom Owen, appreciate your time Thank as you. always. It's been a blast. And hopefully we'll be back next week for some free agency news and Woo-hoo. we'll see how that goes. Woohoo, yeah. So from one kingdom to other, this is us saying goodbye for now. <laughs> <laughs>